awesome baddies. Welcome back to the last episode of 2023. I'm Shannon. And I'm Abby. That felt sad to say. I know. I can't believe it. It is here. Guys, this is the last episode of the year. It is the end of an era. Another year down. I, okay, my favorite number is four because I was born on October 4th. So I'm kind of here for the new year. You're excited yeah. for a new year. Okay. That's I, good. I think I think it'll be good for us. I do too. I think that next year is going to bring so much joy. 2023 was a hard year for a lot of people. Yeah. Like I feel like the predominant vibe is that 2023 was, was hard. It was hard on a lot of people financially. It was hard on businesses. It was hard on a lot of people's personal lives. I just... I feel like a lot of us went through it this year, including myself. Um, But honestly, like, I don't know if you feel this way. I'm really thankful for this past year because I feel like through all of the shit that we went through, I do think a lot of growth came from it. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I look at the person that I was in January of 2023 and like (laughs) she was about to see some shit and it wasn't always all going to be fun. But I think that you don't really know who you are until you deal with the kind of hard times in your life. And I'm like thankful that I made it through. And I feel like I came out the other end. Like I'm happier with who I am today than who I was a year ago. And I know I said this a few weeks ago, but I really do feel like I feel happy with how things ended. I really do. I don't know. Look at us starting off on a positive note. Getting deep. Getting deep. You want to know what's so funny is I was listening to last week's episode. If you haven't listened, go listen. Yeah. Um, And I like forgot. Like, it's so weird hearing my own name. Like you, I think, said my name. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, my name is Abby, not Gail. Your name is Abby. Like, it wow. feels so far removed at this point that like, <laughs> who is Abby? Right. Like, you feel like you've become Gail. Yeah. Is that weird? Like it, hearing you say my name felt so unnatural. That's so funny. That is so funny. I mean, Mr. Man doesn't call me Abby. So it's like, I, I don't really hear it that often. So when I do hear it, I'm like, who is she? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like Gail. I feel like thinking, I feel like you became Gail as like our relationship progressed, your mm-hmm. relationship with Mystery Man progressed. I feel like the person you are today. I don't know. Like, I mean, I still love the name Abby. You are Abby. But I think when I think about Gail, I'm like, I think about our friendship today. And I think when I think of Abby, I think of the person I knew like a few years ago when we first, when we first got close and stuff. Yeah, she was crazy. There's this um, TikTok I saw a while ago and it was like, work every day until the person in the mirror becomes like unrecognizable. And obviously that's a little aggressive, but there is something to be said about you know, you like you grow and you change. And then all of a sudden you can't even relate to the person you used to be. I always used to go by Sophia. Like that was like my silly, I've talked about on the podcast. Is it still on your Instagram? No, drunk, (gasps) alter ego vibe. And I decided this past year, I was like, no, like I'm I'm not, I'm not that person anymore. I don't feel like Sophia. I don't (laughs) relate to it. I feel like I came up with this persona when I first graduated college and you know, was just a very, very different person and was like wanting to like party and do all this stuff. And I feel like whenever I take that name on, like I brought myself back to who I was when I would go by Sophia, not to be super deep, but I do think that like names and like what you speak does have an impact. And I was like, why am I going to keep going by this name when I, when it's correlated with all the things like I want to move on from and like move past. And I haven't gone by Sophia in like six months. I don't feel like I'm, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. And I'm like, I'm happy about that. She's been retired. She's in retirement. Um, we yeah, had, we did. We did kind of just jump into like kind of. I know we had a busy know. weekend. We did. We, we had saw a busy each other weekend. twice. It was fun. It was a good weekend. December has been crazy. It has been. I know. I just said I graduated from Sophia, but it's been. It's been a crazy month. Yeah. I feel like we kind of rounded out the last b- batch of like our holiday party shenanigans. It, it still was, doesn't feel like Christmas is this upcoming weekend. It doesn't. Like. It is so close. I know. By the time you guys listen to this episode, Christmas will, will have, have passed. passed. Yeah. We decided to release it like a few days after Christmas, give you guys a little break from us. But 
yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a crazy December. You know what I've really liked is how we've done so many like little holiday dinners. Those have been fun. I live for a good dinner party. Me too. A dinner party. Our um, I love that. Our friend Brad this past weekend hosted a bunch of us um, like for this little holiday dinner, which was so cute because mo- most of us hadn't even seen his place yet. And it was my first time. Yeah. And meeting his dog for the first time. Maya. Yeah. So he had a few of us over and it was just like a very, it was like a chill vibe. It formulated within a few days and he was just like, hey, like, why don't you guys come over him and his girlfriend cooked dinner. People brought like apps and desserts. And it was just like we the played Twister. <laughs> we played games. We played like the guest of fudge game, which like was so funny because none Joe's of us. Chocolate. There's like a Trader Joe's. Wait, what was that game when like someone would leave the mm, room? And then, that was fun. What was that called? Janine introduced it to us. Dang, I forget what it was called. It was good. That was like someone would it's leave a, the room. Yeah, it's a type of game where like you have to know the people in the room. Like if you if you're not like familiar, it's hard to like ask questions. That's a good point. Like someone would leave the room, they'd come back, and you had to like rate certain things, and they'd have to guess like what your score was. You have to I'm guess. You have to it. guess the number. Like everyone in the room has picked a number one through ten. Ten being the best, one being the worst, which seems so backwards to me personally. And so you pick a number. The person leaves, and then the person comes in the room and says, "Shannon, like." What's your favorite city? Or is it like, or it was or like something name, like that? It was like that. name a city. And if I were name to city. name New yeah. York, everyone would probably know that I was talking about like a number a, one. Number one. Is that your number one? Yeah. But if I were to name like London, Paris, well, somewhere I don't like, if I were to oh. name like, you know, Baltimore, <laughs> then it might be like three. Like I'd rate it like a three out of a ten. Three. Yeah, totally. So sorry if you're from Baltimore. I just, I didn't have a good experience personally. I would give it another shot. But. Yeah, you kind of have to know the people. It was fun, though. I like little games like that. We also play fishbowl, which is a blast. I like I like games. I like board games. Anything with, like, a glass of wine, sitting around with your friends. It's cozy. My favorite type of games are the ones where I can sit down. Yeah, I Like, agree. Twister, I not my jam, but, I like. I need to be on my feet. Yeah, the only ones playing Twister <laughs> were the boys. Yeah. Honestly, like, I feel mm. there was a part of me when we were posting on our Instagram about the Twister. I was like, do people just think we're, like, freaks it was like kind of a joke um michael won it when we were at a different holiday party the weekend before and we got it for like secret santa and then we like brought it over to brad and Catherine's as like almost a joke but the boys did end up playing which was hilarious um and then the next night you went to the orchestra right i did yeah it was my first time going to the Boston Pops, which is like the Boston Orchestra. Did you like it? I loved it. Okay, I've been begging Michael to go, and he's like, no. You know, it was so weird. The like, we got a last minute invite by Mr. Man's aunt and uncle, and it was so funny because that morning I was looking at tickets, and like, obviously, like this time of year, there's like none left. Like, yeah, his aunt and uncle buy these tickets in August. Okay, and we got a last minute invite because they do this every year, like his other side of the family and some people backed out. Like, I guess they were sick. So we got to go and it was just so funny because later that day he texted me. He was like, Hey, like, do you want to go to the pops? Like my uncle just invited us. And I was like, so funny. Cause I was just looking at tickets looking and there was it. nothing left. I, okay. I, when, when I heard Boston pops, I had no idea what I was walking into. I thought it was like the nutcracker. Like I thought I was going to like a play. Oh, <laughs> Not, okay. And then when I like walk in and see like all, all the like orchestra things, I was like, Oh, okay. But no, it was super cute. <laughs> That's so cute. It was, they're amazing. I felt like I was in like Harry Potter. Anything like holly jolly like that, I feel like right around Christmas is, is so magical. I love that. Oh, it was. That's so nice. It was very magical. And then we went to, I tried SRV for the first time in the South End. Mm. So good. Really? Really good. One of my coworkers really likes it there. It was my first, I've heard so many good things. I just, you know, me in the South End, like, it's like, if it's not the North End or if it's not Seaport, it's too far. It's too inconvenient to get to. Like, I have to like really want to go to the South End. I hate. I know that mentality. I know. No, it's it's not you. It's it's all of us. Like, there's legitimately been times when we, we, you, 
you and me and Michael, Mr. Like all of us will like debate the weather. We're like, yeah, you know, it's like Seaport is like so cold and like, you know, Back Bay can be a little windy and like it's like it's a little warmer in, um, you know, the north end. And I'm like, we are talking about like a two mile span. But like in my mind, it, it could be separate worlds. Like I feel like it's it Game feels of Thrones and we're at like different areas of like the world. That's how it feels, which sounds like so stupid because it's like literally Boston is like five miles long. I know. <laughs> Dude, but I just I, I learned agree with you. that I think what did I just learn the other day? I was astonished that Brookline isn't Boston. Yeah, like it's, it's I like didn't just know like that. Medford isn't Boston. You know what I mean? Like it's Medford. Like Cambridge technically isn't Boston. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I literally it's thought like in Somerville or, is Somerville. Somerville is not Boston. Wait, See, eh, no, no, it's not. But Dorchester is. I think it depends on like the area code. I don't know. Someone who's like better at this stuff is definitely gonna listen and be like, "These people are literal idiots." But I've been living here for just, five years. We don't. We're not really good with that stuff. Geographics is not my strong suit. <laughs> Honestly, though, I love the South End. Last week, um, for my work holiday party, we went to Mita in the South oh, End. Oh, I love Mita. We have one in Eastie too. Yeah, I saw the one in Eastie. We went to the one in the South End. There Did was you like, like? fifteen. So good. We got like a pre like preset, preset menu yeah. because there was like twenty of us, but it was so funny because so we all like dressed up. I you saw. know very very like over the top. We were like, all right, we're gonna go glam. It was like, um, you know, we did like our end of year like awards, like all this stuff. So my group decided to go to um, Mita, and <laughs> we're just so dressed up, and we're definitely like we're walking in there, and me and um. Me and my, like, VP, he's like, these people probably think we're, like, not from Boston. It's, like, <laughs> our first time in the city, and we, like, didn't know what to wear. Because, like, get a lot of dirty is cute, looks. but it's, like, more, like, tapas-y, like, Italian. Like, it's it's nice. Like, it's a nice place. It's not, like, a hole in the wall. But it doesn't warrant the It's not like we're going to, like, Grill 23 or something yeah. like that. Um, or, like, a Zuma or anything. So, we definitely gave off the vibe of, like, oh, we're Gala. from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> we like traveled into town and we like didn't know what to wear but it was so fun and we had like a blast with it and then we went to Mariel after which was super Ooh, fun underground Mariel underground after if you know you know I feel like Mariel is the club I go to the least but every time I go I have the most fun because it's just like the perfect cross between a club and a lounge yeah like it's I feel like sometimes like I don't know I feel like sometimes, like, I don't know if I want, like, the big over-the-top, like, club scene. Like, obviously, the Grand is my favorite, and so is, like, Big Night. And I feel like when I'm, like, in the mood to like, go all out, like, I want to yeah. go to one of those places. But if you want, like, an in-betweeny, like, type vibe. Because you're, like, I want have, something. like, DJs like the Grand does, right? It's, like, it's just different. Like, it's not as. They don't have, like, artists. I feel like it's not as, like, they, they do have, like, artists that go there. But it's not as, like pronounced with like the big stage and the big dance area it's all just kind of there and it has it's more of a chill vibe but I feel like if you want to dance but you're like I don't know if I want to go to like a legitimate like club or like concert like full-on vibe I feel like it could be like a good option but anyways we had a good time um but yeah so and then yesterday or was that yesterday it was yesterday I'm trying to think we went to the movie theater what, the new one in Seaport Alamo. Did you not kind of love the double date vibe of going to the movie theater? I thought we were in high school in the best way. Wait, that, the high school vibe didn't even hit me, but we were walking to the T, Mr. Man and I, and I was like, wait, are we going on a double date right now? Like, is like 10 years yeah. ago, this would be classified as a double a date. A legit double date. Like, we met at the theater. Uh, yeah. We each got popcorn. Like, wait, wait, wait. I no, think no, no, Michael no. was like trying to hold my hand. The Alamo, you have to set the scene. Okay. I, okay, we. We arrived. This was this was not your first time, but it was Mr. Man and I's no, first. No, it was my first. Oh, time. but it was not Michael's first time. No, because Michael got a Michael got a subscription to the movie theater. What is it like thirty dollars a month? Thirty dollars a month for unlimited movies, <laughs> which is a really great deal if you love movies. I'm Does like, he go by himself? Because you haven't been. Michael's so. gone to the movies by himself on more than one occasion. Okay, so I he's getting his money's worth. Okay, Michael, like I respect his confidence. I really do. Like he's like he's someone he's has like, to I will go walk alone. into that theater three days a week, get my money's worth, unashamed. Like I would feel so awkward going to the movie theater by myself. I don't know True. why. Maybe that's just like a me problem. Anyways, sorry. What were you saying? No. So we walk in and I I instantly panic. So I'm like, where's the popcorn? Like yeah. I didn't see anything. Like there, you walk in and like there's like a counter to get your tickets, and then there's like a bar, like an alcohol bar. Yes. And I'm like, 
looking for the food They're menu. They're like, just drinks. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? Like, where's the popcorn? And so we like asked the guy and he's like, oh, you like order everything from your seat. And I was like, oh, this it's is like, dangerous. It's like a fancy movie theater. Yes, they opened it up in Seaport. It's literally right across from the Grand. They have everything. You can get a burger. You can get fried pickles, which we got. You can get a salad. You can get literally everything they have like real food there now that i'm thinking bottomless about it, popcorn a fun night would be like you go to the alamo you get dinner and some drinks because you can drink there and then you just pop over to the grand afterwards <laughs> like you go to like a 8 p.m movie or like a 9 that's your pregame and that's your pregame is the movie theater honestly a two-hour movie with someone you so they have these seats first of all they're heated they're heated seats and there's two hot settings and then a cold setting yeah i was like getting like burnt on my butt it was so hot i was <laughs> I like no there was whoa seats. like it was so hot and so i was like i gotta turn that off before i get myself in trouble and like you just call this button and someone walks up to you yeah. and then you hand them there's like a little piece of paper with a pen and you just write where you want and hand it to them it was, you don't have to talk to anyone it it's was amazing. so cute they did such a good job so highly recommend i like that yeah. the whole movie I feel like movie going to the movies like wasn't a thing for so many years. I feel like movies were kind of out. Yeah. And now they're back. Yeah, I feel like movies are back. People are going to the theater again. I like it. It's a it's a fun activity to do. Um, I enjoyed myself. I liked the movie too. Oh, we saw Wong. Did we tell him? We, we saw Wong. Oh yeah, I don't even know if we <laughs> we're just like talking about like our heated seats. People are like, we really don't care. <laughs> no, see, you didn't even know that they were heated. We on, gotta tell the baddies. On the podcast, we consistently don't talk about things that I think people actually would care about that we're doing. And we like always talk about like the the weird random the things. Seats. Yeah, always. We watched Wonka with Timothy yeah. Chalamet. I think he was really good in it. He was cute. The whole time, though, I was like, did Kylie watch us and get the ick? Because it's a musical, which I forgot. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, well, I'll, okay. He did good. It was cute. It was fun. It was flirty. Um, the plot was like, give me more. Yeah. Like, we talked about this at the end. And it's like, we, we think that there could be a Wonka 2. I was like researching it after. I think that... I almost feel like they had the intention of knowing there's going to be two movies. You think? So they made this one like the prequel to the prequel, knowing okay. that the next one is going to be. Because without giving away too much, um, obviously I don't want to spoil it, but it's so it's a prequel to obviously Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was going to be a lot of like, you know, Hit, like Wonka creating the cho the chocolate factory, like the actual like, factory, yeah, yeah, and like him over the years as like a you know a businessman and it growing, <laughs> and him coming kind of becoming like bitter and cold towards the end because obviously in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory he's like kind of you know like he's kind of out there and he's not super friendly and it's like he's not like happy with like people in the world and all the stuff and he's like searching for one good person. So I thought it was gonna be like a, sh a story of how he became that way, and that's not what the movie was. It was almost like. The movie was about him, you know, first coming into town and like wanting to make it as a chocolateur or whatever. And his like kind of his backstory. But he's very like sweet and genuine and like kind in the movie. And he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. And it's about him trying to like get the world to taste his chocolate and like to know who he is. And the very like I don't want to give it away. But anyways you obviously you know what happens he ends up getting the chocolate factory but <laughs> duh. Yeah. i'm like wait am duh. i giving something away and then i forgot that people already know that he, he gets uh. i'm like shocker he gets the chocolate factory but yeah. i feel like it doesn't really translate it kind of left in a spot where it's like he's such a good wholesome genuine person that you're like wait but how does he turn into the wonka that you see in charlie in the Char chocolate right. factory so i feel like they did that intentionally knowing that there has to be another movie to kind of explain why he ends up getting a little jaded along the way. You would think. I was disappointed that, like, I thought I'd get a behind the scenes of, like, Grandpa Joe and the Blueberry Girl. Like, <laughs> how is she, like, such a spoiled brat? Like, I wanted to know, like, why oh. she is the way she is. Like, how. What's but that was a lot later. I know, but I was like, maybe we'll be introduced. I don't know. Like maybe somehow we'd find out. I was disappointed with the, like, lack of magic. Okay. Like, obviously, there was magic without giving it away but like you like you know in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like you walk into that chocolate factory and like it's a whole nother world like it yeah. doesn't exist I like wish, yeah I wish they would have explained like how he did all of it like how like where did he yeah how from. it's just kind of like oh it's like his mom made chocolate and he did too 
I feel like we're giving away the movie. Just watch it. It actually is. It's very sweet. I will be honest. I got very. I got pretty emotional. Like I teared up on more. You than did. One. Yeah. Good I thing it's dark. You know what it is. See. I think anything. There's just like certain things in your life where when he's singing like the iconic song like at the end. I don't know. There was just something about <laughs> it where I was just like, wow, like. I don't know. Anyways, watch the movie. It's cute. It's like, it's kid friendly too. Like, I wish I knew that when it was happening. I would have yeah. threw my popcorn at you. Um, yeah, that would have been awkward. That's cute. I'm happy that you didn't know. Um, all right, let's dive into drunk dates. Okay. Um, Amanda Bynes ends her podcast after one episode. Okay. Did you even know she had a podcast? Probably not because it just came out last week. Did she officially say that it's over or did is she just taking like a break? To be determined. So basically, Amanda Bynes and her good old pal, Paul Semensky, Cement- mm-hmm. I guess he's some like fake scientist, according to TikTok, like he's pretending to be a scientist and he's not. Um, they dropped their first episode on December 11th with their first guest, LA-based tattoo artist, Dahlia Moth, where they basically just talked about like her work or whatever. Right. Um, so their whole goal on this podcast was to like interview their friends I don't really know but after one episode she said we're gonna end it because I can't get the guests that I want so she wants Drake on the podcast and what a girl wants is Drake and without her she's not doing it oh so she's like I need Drake and if I don't have Drake on the podcast I, have I just would rather not have it correct I and it's like you didn't that. you didn't think that through before you started or do you think it's like she she knew that people would be talking about it. Because, like, we weren't talking about the podcast before, but now we are. And maybe she thinks that how to get Drake's attention is to oh, maybe. go on strike. That's a weird and approach. And that was her approach the whole time. I you guess. She said, even though the podcast is doing really well and the response has been great, I'm going to take a pause on it for now. We are not able to get the type of guests that I like on the show. So maybe one day if we are able to get those types of guests on the yeah. show, we will resume the podcast. But for now, I'm taking a pause on it. Thank you, everyone who watched. I really hope you enjoyed it. That is all. Interesting. Okay. We also just need to remember, um, I feel like if I showed you a picture of what she looks like today, she'd be unrecognizable. Why don't you just like look her up really, no, really I've, quick? I've seen her. It's it's honestly sad, but we need to remember that she was placed under a conservatorship similar to Britney Spears in yeah. 2013, so a decade ago. But it, it did end last year, so I guess it was nine years that she was in here. Um, yeah, and this is the first appearance she's made, like entertainment wise, since she filmed Easy A in 2010. So she's been like out of the limelight. Yeah. Not filming anything, not doing anything. And honestly, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that she gave up. I feel like it's a really great opportunity to talk about herself, talk about her life, talk about literally anything. Like it doesn't have to be interviewing guests all the time. I know, but I will say that I feel like this poor girl's been through so much. And. I do think that I respect the fact that she put herself out there with the podcast. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like maybe she saw herself out there again and it was like brought back like maybe some painful memories. Like you never know. I just feel like she went through so much. So do you think that Drake is a cop out? No, I have, I have no idea. It could be true. It could be like maybe she just needs a break. It could be that she really does want Drake. I have no idea what it is. But what I will say is that I talked. I was talking to my mom about this the other day. So many of those um, celebrities that got famous through either like Nickelodeon or Disney, I just feel like they've all been through so much from such a young age that I just like the ones who do, you know, make it out and are like in a spot where they're just like I think about like um, who is it Miranda Cosgrove who kind of just was like Wait, dipped. So f- I was she just was listening like, to a podcast this morning. Yeah, she was. I mean, her. she's still kind of like a little out there, but I'm or like a little out in the public. I mean, not out there like out there. Yeah. But she still does some things, but she was very subtle. Like I feel like after iCarly, she took a, a stance of like, all right, I'm going to. She, I think she went to college. She kind of pursued she a semi. Yeah. Went to college, pursued like a semi-normal life and was like, I'm just going to get out of this right now and just, you know, have the classic experience of developing as like a human being, um, which I think is great that she got that opportunity. And now she can kind of decide like what she does or does not want to do with her fandom. I think there's a lot of them that, 
either like didn't make that choice or, you know, maybe, you know, never know what these kids, like what their parents were like and what their agents forced them to do. You never know. And I just do think it messed with them in yeah, so many sure. ways. Um, and it makes me sad sometimes, I guess. Like for, because like Amanda Bynes, like I, I look back, I think back to her and yeah, she's so funny and just oh, like I she was one of my Amanda absolute show. favorites and it breaks my heart. I have no idea, like obviously like the full details of what she went through, but I do hope that if she decides to continue with the podcast, like she can do it in a way that I guess like works for her and it's something like she's comfortable with because she doesn't have to feel that way anymore. Like however she felt in the past, but it is sad, but maybe Drake will come on. You never know. Crazier things. She said she'd also, and she'd also like to interview Jack Harlow or Post Malone. So if someone wants to take one for the team, I, I'm all here for it. If Jack Harlow, Post Malone, or Drake want to come on the podcast. Our podcast? Or yeah, her podcast? If they want to also oh. come on. Like, while, while they're going on podcasts, if they'd like <laughs> yeah. to come on ours, they're more than welcome. Who would you rather out of the three? Um, Jack Harlow, Post Malone, Drake. Rate them. Um, <sighs> that's so tough. I kind of like low-key think Post Malone. I just feel like we'd vibe. Like, he just seems, he seems chill and cool. And then? And then oh, I don't know. I mean, for the, for the clout. <laughs> They're not listening. You don't have to worry about offending I, them. I'm like, Drake, like, I hope you don't hear this. I, w- I would definitely want Drake, like, from five years ago on. But not current I don't Drake. know if I want Drake from today on my on my podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, imagine, like, the audacity <laughs> of saying that. Drake, no, you can't Drake, come on. Drake, actually, I just don't want you to come on. No, I'm kidding. No, okay, I, so Post Malone, Jack Harlow, Drake, and that order. No, no, Post Malone, Drake, and then Jack, Jack Harlow. Drake, we've been through so much with Drake, you know? It's like <laughs> we grew up with Drake. I, I definitely want him to come on the show. Okay, and He's then welcome. in that case, I stamp of approval in that order. Okay, okay, cool. Well, the case is closed. We, we can agree on that. Perfect. <laughs> As if any of those people are ever going to come on. You never know. Not with that attitude. All right, Kanye West. We haven't talked about him in a little bit. Yeah, because he's just a menace and anything he does honestly doesn't even deserve to be talked about. But this I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about his new sock shoe that he just dropped. Mm. It's not actually available. Like, it's only available for pre-order. So no one actually has it yet. So, I mean, these might be the new sick, sweet thing that everyone's going to be asking for for Christmas next. I don't know. But he released its... Yeezy Pods, so Y-Z-Y space P-O-D-S. They are, they're literally just socks with like a rubber sole. They're just straight up socks. I mean, if you look at them, there's really nothing to them. They're they're advertised to be foldable. So you can, I mean, what shoe, like, I don't know any shoes that I have that I can fold into like a tiny little ball. yeah. So what the hell is it made out of? It's it's supposed to be knit. And then so it says it's roughly the height of a tall crew sock. The collar reaches a wearer's mid shin and a thin rubber sole provides protection and cushioning for the sole of the foot. As if it's $200, which is why it's getting trolled so much. I think it's not so much the shoe itself. It's the price tag because who would pay $200 for socks? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing these days. Like, I feel like every other day, especially lately, he's been in the mood. He's been in the in the, the, <laughs> in news. the news. The news um, for obviously like a lot of like the not okay remarks that he's making. Right. Just the socks. I don't, I don't really know. Like everything that Kanye West does, I question, is he just like out of it and he's just doing like weird shit and just like taking shots and like he, he might think it's a good idea or is he doing things deliberately to kind of create hype so people will just like keep talking about him? Like, I, th- I don't know. Is he a genius? Is he like officially lost it? I have no idea. I think a mixture of both. I do think that this was calculated, not calculated, but I don't think this was just a random project. This is the first product drop that he's released since his Adidas contract was terminated in October of 2022. Right. So I would assume he was not working on it when he was with Adidas. So it is relatively a new thing to him. But I will say like this 100% makes sense to me that he did this. You look at all the paparazzi photos. He's not wearing shoes. He's not wearing socks. He's either barefoot in the streets or he's wearing socks with flip flops. Like he has a thing for like 
socks. Socks <laughs> and the lack of shoes. Yeah. And and feet, like showing his feet. He even got his wife Bianca going barefoot in the streets. Like he has a thing for being barefoot. So I feel like this is just like this is Kanye. Yeah. In the shoe. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I also do think that he's been in the news so much, yes, for like the sock situation. There's like rumors about him and, you know, Bianca since we're splitting. I don't know if those have been confirmed or not. He's made some, you know, very inappropriate remarks lately. The shoes thing, all this hype, all this bugs. I feel like for a few months, we got a little bit of a break from Kanye where it was like a little quiet, all of a sudden buzz again. And of course, lo and behold, he has um, an, an album that's coming out on New Year's Eve, I believe it is. I feel like every time he has new music that's dropping, all of a sudden, like all this crazy shit happens surrounding Kanye West. So I do think that there's a part of it that's intentional where he like looks for opportunities to get people talking about him right before the album drops. I didn't know he had an album dropping. Yeah, it's he, like hit, uh, Kanye music? West and Ty Dollar Sign's like elusive album Vultures will drop on New Year's Eve. Allegedly. Oh. I don't know. I know like he usually delays the drop of his albums. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I just feel like it's interesting timing where every time he has new music dropping or like something yeah, no, new that that's coming sense. out, it's like he kind of just loses it and pisses a so bunch of people off. So is it both their album? I think they're both going to be on it. I, I don't know if it's like both of theirs or if it's like his album with Tyler Dollar's all and it's like on it. I'm not really sure. I don't know if it's like a... Jay-Z, Kanye West, like, Watch the Throne type vibe where it's both of them. I'm, I'm not sure. Which I still think is one of the best albums of all time. But I guess TBD from Kanye, I think. Another weird thing that people are flagging is that the socks size or the shoe size, sorry, the shoe size is either one, two, or three. Interesting. <laughs> Just for everyone. So size one is a U.S. size six and under. A size two is a size seven to 9.5. And then a three is 10 to 13. Yeah. So they really just are socks because you can't do that with shoes. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. It's so like, funny. I'm a size two. Like, yeah, right. Like, I, I don't know if he's trying to like start something. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Kanye. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe he's going for the Balenciaga shoe sock vibe. Okay. Kim is the Balenciaga rep. Yes. Like, you never know. It just could be, like, so many layers with and this dude. Balenciaga's shoe sock vibe is way more expensive than Kanye's. So I'm confused yeah. why people are mad about I have dollars because I have a pair of those and they they are shoes like yeah they're, they're actual like, shoes like they do have like soles and everything they're just like so apparently so do these I don't know I guess I guess we shall see I honestly just think that he's one of those people or whatever he does people are gonna get pissed off but also yeah. like can you blame people he's trying to piss people off at all times um okay pivoting slightly to like different news but also kind of like weirdly the same world ish um kendall jenner and bad bunny officially have broken up after dating for less than a year are we shocked do we think that this was like end game um definitely not to be honest i don't really pay a lot of attention to what kendall jenner is doing yeah. i think she's the least interesting kardashian jenner of you the do. bunch i do yeah um, that's not to say she's not interesting or entertaining. I just think she's at the bottom of the list for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really like keeping up with Kendall. Um, but yeah, bad she doesn't put herself out there the way that the rest. Of no, do. which is fine. Like she is definitely living her best life, modeling it up. Um, but to be honest, I thought they already did break up. Like, yeah, I, I'm confused. Maybe I'm confusing another Kardashian. I mean, a lot of her relationships have been kind of on-off type vibes. Like, I'm pretty sure her and Blake Griffin might have broken up a few times. I'm not really sure. But what I will say, when I saw this, I wasn't shocked by it. But what I was interested by is the fact that, yeah, she's just, she's so much less out there yeah. with her relationships than the rest of them are. Like, I feel like anytime, you know, Chloe is, like, dating someone, they break up, especially Kim, Obviously, if Courtney and Travis broke up, it would be, like, insane. I feel like Kendall's a lot more low-key about it. There's a part of me that respects the fact that she's able to be a little bit more low-key, mm -hmm. given how famous they are. And I respect the fact that she's obviously serious about her career and, like, modeling, I know, is a ton of work. So there's a part of me that respects her a lot, but I agree with you. It made me just kind of realize that I don't think 
I don't, I don't think really about it. <laughs> feel like I know her the way that not that I know any of them, but I feel yeah. like you kind of do think you know the rest of them because they're right. that much more out in the open about their lives. I mean, her involvement on the Hulu show, she's like barely on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say barely because Kylie's barely on it. Right. Like Kendall's on it, I think, more than Kylie from what I've seen. Um, I think I'm caught up with all the episodes. Maybe not. Um, but now that I think about it, like, is Kylie Jenner more private? Like with Timothy? Like, uh, that's a good point. Close. I think the difference is that Kylie hides part of her life and she only lets us see what she wants us to see. But the parts that she lets allows us to see, she's very like in your face about. Yeah. Like on social media, like with everything she does, it's like she makes you feel like you're a part of it or like she wants you to know like everything. But then the things she keeps private, she keeps super, super private. I feel like Kendall just doesn't really divulge that much in general. Yeah, I don't think she's trying one way or the other. Yeah, she's just I think she's like, just living. Yeah, she's just kind of living. But low-key kind of do respect her for the fact that like, she doesn't make herself all about a boy. Oh, yeah. She she's was, just like, all right, like I'm living my life. I have my career. I'm serious about it. And like if I date someone, I date someone. But like this isn't my identity, which I do think that some of the others have kind of struggled with a little bit more. She was just seen in Aspen this past weekend. Yeah. And she was spotted in the sickest fur coat. That's coming from a vegetarian, by the way, for 12 <laughs> years. It was like a $30,000 like. It's ridiculous. I don't know what animal, but it was so sick. And obviously everyone's bitching about that. And I'm yeah. like. I know. Well, do you want her in the news for her fur coat or her breakup? Like, you can't have both. Yeah. Focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, that's it for drunk dates. Alrighty. So, it is almost New Year's. Yeah. How, how do you think? I think that, obviously, we like to do a New Year's trip. Mm -hmm. Most years, like, when we're able to... What do you think about New Year's Eve? Are you someone that loves it? I think it's one of those very divisive things where some people roll their eyes at it and they're like, this is way too hyped up. It's stupid. Other people live for it. Like, what's your what's your vibe on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve in general, like, I love uh, any excuse to get dressed up, go to a nice dinner. Like, yeah. I, I love the actual Eve. Like, I think it's a super fun holiday if that's what you'll call it um obviously I, I feel like I've been vocal about it like I don't really care for new year's resolutions like right if you want to do dry January because you drank a lot this holiday season great do it um I don't think it needs to be like broadcasted like and have a dry January thing or like new year's resolutions like I think I think goals should be realistic and I think sometimes New Year's resolutions people get carried away with like setting all these goals just to set a goal so I just I just keep them to myself yeah no I get I get what you're saying 100% but I do love the holiday yeah I think it's a magical time I think it's fun I mean I definitely think that there are like some years where I've been like this year has sucked I don't want to see anyone I don't want to talk to anyone I want to stay on my couch, I want to go to bed at 8 p.m. And I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to stay up till midnight. Like, this sucked. I would just want to be over it. I want to be done. Um, and then there's other years where I'm like, I want to go out. I want to dance the night away. I want to have so much fun. I think, like, either way is fine. Um, but I do think that maybe this is just me being a little, like, whimsical and, like, silly. But realistically, like, a new calendar year, I guess, doesn't actually mean that much. But it is an opportunity, I think, for a new start. And I think that starting the year off on, like, a good note is important. Like, I think that, you know, like, that saying where it's, like, never go to bed angry. Yeah. Like, if you're married, like, don't go to bed angry at each other. Like, if you if you want to fight, like, try to resolve it. I I almost feel like it's just, it sounds so silly, but it's the same thing with, like, the beginning of a new year. I'm like, okay, no matter what happened in 2023, I want to go into New Year's Eve being like, you know what? fresh eyes I'm gonna go into it in a good mood and it's like the, an opportunity for a new start and like you said I think some new year's resolutions can definitely be silly but I think there is something about taking the opportunity to be like all right it's it's a new year it's it's a new it's it's a new dawn 
It's and a new day. I have an opportunity to like, you know, kind of start fresh if I want to. And maybe if I was feeling lackadaisical and down and frumpy and grumpy and angry, like at the end of the year, like I have an opportunity to change my mindset. Like you could theoretically do that at any time, but I feel like it just gives you a good starting point to be like, all right, like I'm going to switch some things around and I feel like I have the power to do it. Yeah. Whatever it takes to, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you want to accomplish, whatever you want to change. I think if a calendar year, a new calendar year is going to do that for you, then absolutely take advantage of it. But I know for a lot of people, um, this time of year can be kind of daunting because it's like a lot of people are looking back on the past year. Look, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, what what didn't I accomplish this past year? Like, oh, I, I said I was going to lose those 10 pounds or, oh, I was yeah. going to get that job promotion or... I was going to get a boyfriend this year and I didn't so like true. sometimes I know New Year's can be kind of kind of hard for some people. But yeah, I agree with you. I I'd think if you want to remain positive, then just focus on the year ahead. Don't look back. I mean, it is good to look back because then you can see like, OK, what do I want to change in this new year? Yeah. But. Yeah, I think that's I think that's super important. I still think it doesn't help that when you go on social media around this time of the year, it is absolutely flooded with so many people who are like, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like come the new year. Like it's almost like kind of ridiculous. So many people that post on on TikTok and they're like, here are, you know, 12 steps on how to be that girl. Yeah. Like in, in under seven days or like, here's how to glow up in two weeks. Here's how to be the girl that, you know, everyone wants to be this year. Like so many like step-by-step, step, like life hacks of like how, here's how to be happy. Here's how to be pretty. Here's how to be skinny. Here's how to be successful. Here's how to, you know, get the perfect guy. And I do think it can be a little daunting. And I feel like there are so many, so much talk about like, you have to set goals. You have to do this. You have to, um, you know, manifest it, like speak things into existence. And I, I do believe that to my heart. Like, I really do think that our words carry so much power. And I think it's important to set goals for yourself. I'm a big believer in setting goals, but I also think that there have been years where I've sat down actually last year I did this and I spent two days crafting up a actual, like, (laughs) like essay about what my goals were for the next year. And I was very, very, very specific as they tell you to be, you put things on paper, you get very specific about it. Yeah. Speak as if it's already been done, which I, again, I believe in all of this. And it's like, all right, this next year, I'm going to accomplish this. This is what I'm going to have. I want to try to get these things. I'm going to go to like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every day, whatever it is. And you're very specific. And it was probably like 10 to 15 pages long about like what my year would look like. Yes. I was like, I went off. How do you? I was one There's of only people, 365 days. I like broke oh down every single area of my life. Like I had a p- category for family, friends, financial success, like things I want to do, travel that I want, everything. And I was very, very specific about what my goals were for each and every category. I'm happy I did it. I don't, re- I don't regret it. Yeah. But I think we just talked about like how easy it is to get really down on yourself and really depressed. And I'm thinking about a really difficult period I went through, I think, you know, towards, it was like the spring slash summer where I felt very depressed. And I think some of it had to do with the fact that I didn't feel like I was accomplishing any of the things on that list. And I had all I these, feel like, like doing that, like while what you did was like obviously super beneficial for you, I feel like in that moment I could see how it's like, okay, well, I don't have any of this right now. It so was, it's like, yeah. you kind of get down on yourself. Like it was like almost oh. so many goals and they were and it was like always like set these big goals and manifest it and like speak it into existence and blah, blah, blah. And I remember it was almost like overwhelmed. Like I was like yeah. overwhelmed by my goals. And I remember sitting there and I was like, but I, you know, but I manifested it. Like I spoke it into existence. Like I believed I was going to do all these things and I, and I didn't. And I'm not, you know, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't have this thing that I wanted to have. I didn't go to this place I wanted to go to. Like, I don't have a six pack. Like what's going on? Um, it sounds like it sounds silly, but I do think that you can kind of, kind of mess with yourself a little bit and end up getting very down on yourself because you don't check off all the, all these goals. What I realized is that this year, like a year later again, and then you're, you're wiser as we reflect on this past year, 
I think the mistake I made was I was so focused on like having this, getting that, being given all these things or getting all these things. But I wasn't like, have I like set myself up to achieve any of these things? And like, am I willing to put in the work to get them? Am I good enough at what I'm doing right now to get the next thing? Right. Because a lot of people, you know, they talk about manifestation and they think that, okay, if I take a piece of paper and I write everything down that I want and I like think about every day and I, you know, really try to like focus on that, like it's just going to be given to me. Yeah. And it's not like it's a it's a hard reality to face. But just because you write on a piece of paper and manifest it in your brain, like doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition. It's a good you have to actually do. Yeah, it's a good first step. That's the thing. It's not the only step. It's the first. Yeah, it's a great first step to like be like, you know what? Like this year is going to be the best year ever. Yes. Like speak that name it, claim it. I agree. I think that's so important. Yeah. But like the actions have to follow it. There is no magic pill. There is no like, you know, you complete these 12 steps. Well, there and, is Ozempic. Yeah, kidding. true. There's Ozempic. <laughs> so I guess you could do that. Um, but I do uh, think that like sometimes like my mom always used to tell me if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. And I feel like yep. so, many, so many of us have felt guilty of like, getting on TikTok and it's like, you know, you see all these successful people talking about like, how did they, what was the turning point for them? How did they get the success? And they always say, they're like, I believed the impossible. I manifested it. I believed it. I created my own reality with my words. And it's like, you know, we always forget, you know, we miss the part where it's like, yeah, but then they also work their ass off every single day. And we're probably average. But they're not going to talk about Four hours of sleep and like just, you know, be literally obsessed at whatever their thing. They don't, you know, you don't really focus on that part. All you hear is like, I believed I could and I did it. And it's like, that's great that you believed it, but you also have to put the work in. Yeah. Um, I think I equated to, to sometimes I was, I was, um, I was at church a few weeks ago and they were talking about this. Like a lot of people pray. They're like, I want financial success. I just want to like, I want to make a ton of money, but, and then they wonder why like it doesn't come. And you know, maybe this isn't the case for everyone, but for some it's like, okay, well you're like praying to make all this money, but like, what if you're really bad spender and you're in a ton of debt now? Like, why would you be trusted with more when you can't even manage what you have today? And I think that was so relatable for me because there've been so many times in my life and I'm like, I want that. I want that promotion at work, but have I even proven proven that I'm good at the job I have today? Like, am I really good at what I do today? Like, do I deserve a promotion? Am I like the best Mm -hmm. version of myself in the role that I'm in? Am I giving it my all? And am I doing everything I can for what I have today to show that I'm even worthy and deserving of more? I think about the quote, it's like, whatever you are, be a good one. Like, am Mm -hmm. I a good one at whatever I am today? Because if I'm not, then I can, you know, dream it or name it and claim it all I want. But like, how am I expected to get more? Right. They say dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Right. And like one piece of advice that I was given earlier in my career, not to make this all about like career, but you want a promotion. You're not going to get it just by, you know, showing up to work every day. Like, yeah, having a good attitude and stuff. But like you have to work 10 times harder than your job description says. Like you aren't just going to be given something just because like you have to prove that you are deserving of it and that you're going to get this promotion and then you're going to work 10 times harder to get the next promotion. And you have to already put in the work like as if you are already that person and that title. You know how much I love that you just said that, especially that quote, because I always used to think of that quote as like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was talking about clothes. And in a sense it is, right? Because like obviously if you dress like super snazzy, like maybe people like take you a little more seriously. But I realized like, no, like dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Like dress, like put on the persona mm-hmm. of someone who has the job that you want. So like if you want to be a director someday and like maybe you're a you know you're a manager or you're a I don't know like a new employee it's like embody what it means to be someone that can like make concise decisions and can work with people well and can like manage finances well etc like whatever that means to you like embody that dress be that um today and then people are going to think of you as being that exactly you always want to feel like 
yeah, by the time you get a promotion at work or at, I guess in any point in your life, you want to feel like people are like, wait, like I, I've thought of you this way for so long. Right. You know, it's like, wait, you weren't already promoted. Exactly. Or like we just said, you know, oh, I want to, you know, this is the year that I want to, I want to get a six pack or I want to, you know, have huge muscles, whatever that is. But okay. Are you willing to wake up every single morning at 5am and go to the gym? every single day because if you're not willing to put in the work to do that guess what all the dreaming about you can dream about having abs every night it's probably not gonna happen actually i know that it's not gonna happen (laughs) i I know speaking from experience unless you have a very very fast metabolism or like this is another one a boyfriend like this is the year i'll get a boyfriend but are you giving people a chance are you are you, ghost- are you staying inside your house, not leaving the apartment, yeah. like hoping he's going to fall into your lap? Are you ghost? <laughs> like, are you ghosting people or like treating people badly? Are you giving people opp- opportunities? Are you taking the time to get to know someone? Or are you just judging them off surface level? Um, you know things. Are you putting in the work to not only find the right person but to be the right person? Right. Like, are you someone that someone would you know maybe want to? date or spend their life dating is definitely work and I feel like that's not talked about enough like it is physically and emotionally draining like you have to continuously put yourself out there like if you're go if you're averaging and there's nothing wrong with this by the way but if you're averaging one date a quarter (laughs) one date a month like you're not numbers you got to get those numbers up you're not gonna find your next boyfriend or girlfriend by sitting at home or not shooting your shot at the bar like (laughs) i'm sorry but it's you got to get out there i do agree with you that it's work though like it is work it is like continuously going on job interviews you're sharing your backstory who you are what your goals are a little bit about yourself like it is exhausting and it's it's not fun i feel like movies glamorize what like a first date is yeah but when you actually go on a first date it's it makes you not want to do it again unless it's like out of this totally get it it's not fun but like if you you can sit at home and watch bridget bridget jones diary and you know in your head dream about meeting mark darcy someday and that's great and i used to do that when i was single but then i was like okay but that's not going to help me actually you know find someone so i feel like you have to put in the work if you're like hey i this year I want to travel the world, but you don't hold yourself accountable to budgeting or learning how to save money and like put a portion of your paycheck aside to go towards that travel world. You're not going to be going anywhere unless like some, you know, random creepy dude, you know, flies you out somewhere and just don't, don't do that. Just don't. That's sketchy. Don't do it. But like, if you want to, you know, travel and you want to invest money into it, well, you need to save your money. If you want to be like, this is the year I want to buy an Audi, but you don't save money. Like, you need to save money in order to do that. So. And it's going to take sacrifice. I think the yeah. number one thing that people need to remember is that there are no shortcuts to long-term happiness and success. Like So true. Yeah, you can take Ozempic now. <laughs> <laughs> then what happens when you go off it? Yeah. What happens with keeping it off, keeping the weight off? Like there's no shortcut. You have to put in the work. Yes, there is no like one-stop shop for like you know oh like I wrote down all my goals so this is going to be the best year ever because I really last year did believe that like I truly I wrote everything down and I was like all right it's been done like I really just believed that but I had no plan and I wasn't willing to put in the work and it's okay if you're not willing to put in the work for some things like realistically not everything should matter to you that much right but you need to ask yourself like what is the most important thing to me And then that thing you do need to prioritize. You need to ask yourself, like, what is it realistically going to take for me to get what I want in this one area? And then you need to ask yourself, all right, like, what am I willing to commit to? And you need to commit to it. And the sad part, not not the sad part, but I think the thing that is important to understand is that no one can do it for you. Yeah. No therapist, no friend, no parents, no boyfriend. I've sat there, you know, crying every night to Michael about things. And I've sat there crying to my parents about things, my sister, to you. to, And you guys are an amazing support system. And I appreciate that. But, like, no one can physically do it for me. No one can, like, pull me out of bed in the morning. No one can change my attitude. Like, I'm the one that had to take that on and do that myself. And, it's, and it does suck because sometimes it would be a lot easier if someone else could do it for you, but they can't. Like, you need to pick yourself back up. You need to figure out what's important to me. And, like, you need to commit to it. No shortcuts. 
Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what you're saying earlier, though, about like figuring out what it is that you, you know, need to change. Yeah. Reminds me of Mel Robinson's secret to creating happiness in your life again. I think it's the perfect exercise for this time of year because if you are going into the new year and, you know, like I said earlier, maybe 2023, it wasn't it. It just wasn't it for you. Yeah. You had some, you know, things happen. You didn't accomplish what you wanted to. Whatever the reason for you going into 2024, looking back on 2023, thinking, damn, maybe this year will be my year. I think a lot of people, you know, lose their spark. They lose their happiness, myself included, literally can count on two hands how many times I've had to create happiness for myself again because it's been lost. Um, But basically she believes in, you know, the reason why you want to be happier in life is because you miss being happier and you can only miss things that you know. So if you are looking back on the year and you're like, damn, you know, 2022 was way better than 2023. Like, okay, ask yourself why. But don't just ask yourself. You have to take out a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, and think about the time that you were happier, whether it was 2022 or whatever year it was. It could have been six months ago. If you were happier six months ago in 2023, right? write down on the left side of the piece of paper what your day-to-day looked like. Yeah, that's so true. What, what was different on your day-to-day six months ago when you were happier versus today in your day-to-day life. And so she used the example with her daughter. She was saying, you know, her daughter was going through a really rough time. She was drinking a lot. She was like hitting rock bottom with depression. And, you know, she had her write it down and she was like, okay, you know, when I was happier, I left the house at 7 a.m. I went to school and I was with my friends all day, socializing, getting out there. I went to lacrosse practice every day and I was exercising every day and I didn't drink every day. Right. And she said, okay, now on the right side of the paper, write down what your life looks like now, like your day to day. What does it look like? Are you sleeping in until noon every Saturday, Sunday? Are you binge drinking every single weekend? Are you not leaving the house? Are you not exercising? Like what is actually different about your day to day that you can change? Yeah. It's so crazy because I just, what you were just describing, like I think about a a cycle, like a vicious cycle. We get caught in loops, both in our mind and physically. Like, and it's so hard to figure out. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, I think about times in my life when I've been like, you know, pretty depressed. And again, like not wanting to get out of bed in the morning, not wanting to go to the gym, not wanting to go to work, not wanting to see people just like feeling so uncomfortable in my own skin, hating the person I've seen in the mirror. And it's like, in those moments, I think I'm like, how can I get out of bed today when I don't want to see anyone? I don't want to do anything because I feel so depressed. But then it's like, because, you know, you feel so depressed and you feel so down on yourself, you don't get out of bed. And it's like, it's yeah, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Like it's, and it's hard to know, like, did this start as a mental thing where I started feeling like down on myself. So it made me want to go out less and maybe want to stay inside and maybe drink more or, you know, do drugs or whatever it is. And, you know, not see anyone and isolate myself and just stand social media all the time, hang around in sweatpants, not shower, like whatever, whatever it might be for you. Did those things start because I got into this bad spot mentally and it started spiraling from there? Or did I start like, you know, kind of just falling into a weird pattern of, going out too much, drinking too much. And that kind of started getting into my mental psyche, which led to, you know, more of like that sort of behavior. Like it's hard to know which started it. Right. Yeah. And I think it's easy when you're in that mindset to be like, well, I can't, I don't want to make myself leave my house. I don't want to stop drinking because I feel this way. So I'm doing these things. Like I'm staying in and I'm drinking every night because I feel so down. And it's the only thing that numbs the pain, but like you have to, you have to take that first step. Because like you just said, the same way that that negative 
loop can get created and it's like this vicious cycle, the same way that cycle can be broken. And if you can't break it mentally, maybe you need to break it with an action that you take. Maybe you need to just be like, all right, today I'm just, I'm just going to get out of bed and I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm just going to try not drinking. I'm going to try to like spend some time with people that are good for me, that give me good advice. And I'm going to try my best to have a sound mind. I'm going to try it again tomorrow. I'm going to try it again the next day. And you might not feel it right away, but eventually like those actions, taking healthy actions are going to eventually produce healthier thoughts, like time over time over time. And I know it's so hard, but I think it's so important to recognize that there is a direct correlation. You can wish every day that you felt happier, but if you're not going to take, you said like those actions that you used to take when you were happier, it's like, how can you expect those results to come? It's not just going to happen. Right. And bringing up the mental health, I think that's definitely like a good, you know, perspective because sometimes, like you said, like just getting out of bed is hard enough. So I think, you know, starting small, even to make changes to your day to day, like your whole life is compromised of just little moments. And that's right. what like makes your life are the little things. Like that's, yeah. that's why it's saying like the little things, like they matter. If you can only just wake up, get out of bed and let's say like making your green bloom juice brings you joy every morning. Right. Like if that's like the one thing that you can contribute to your day to day that is going to make you happy, then do it and be consistent about it. Con consistency is key. And I think it's a snowball effect. Once you do one thing that makes you feel good, it makes yeah. you want to do more things that make you feel so good. So true. Yeah. Like once you feel happy, like once you have that little thing that gives you that spark, all of a sudden that's going to snowball into something really amazing. Just like on the opposite end of things, like, you know, when you do start to like drink too much and you go down this like shame spiral, like that spirals in a negative way like you can spiral things in a positive way too exactly. what do you what's like because it, it's so funny I always think about like the way you start your day is so important right like it's like yeah. the first how you start your day will really like I get I kind of like dictate like what type of a day it's gonna be what is like the thing for you that you're like you know when I'm like feeling the best about myself like I wake up in the morning and like what is it that you do that makes you feel good and like accomplished Oh, so I'm not a morning person. So I need like I already have a hard time getting out of bed as is. If you were to tell me that I have to get out of bed and go to the gym, I'd be like, get lost. Like, yeah. so that's not my journey. Like, I'm not like actively waking up going to the gym. I would rather go in the afternoon. But like for me, it's the little things. It's coffee gets me out of bed. Yeah. Like I also am like a morning shower person. So it's like, I love how I feel when I, you know, I wake up. The first thing I do is I shower, yeah. I brush my teeth, I tongue scrape, I make a coffee. Yeah. And, and that's it. And it's like, those are my moments of bliss where it's like, okay, no one's knowing me yet today. Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. Cause even like a lot of times, like when, when I'm remote, there's days I wake up remotely and I like, I'll shower and like kind of get ready and then hop online. There's days that you, you sleep and you wake up and then you like don't shower till like noon during your lunch break or something. And like, I feel so not great about myself those days. Yeah. So no, that, it does make a difference. It's a little things. What about you? Two things. Oh, um, okay. So the number one is making my bed. I could go on and on about making my bed. There's like a, there's a book about it. I think that it's literally been proven psychologically that, if you get up and the first thing you do in the morning, like the very, very, very first thing is you make your bed, like before checking your phone, before making coffee, anything you're, it's like this little signal to your brain. That's like, okay, you got up and you accomplished something already. Yeah. And now you feel empowered to go on and accomplish more things. And it might be so small. And so what we said about those, the little things, it's such a small little thing, but it might be the little boost that you need to be like, wait, like, and I'm like, wait, Shannon, like you accomplished something. Your bed has made the piece from a clean room. And then it gives you that little bit of motivation, a little spark to go on and do something else. And then I think the other thing is definitely like, um, you know, reading my Bible or journaling, I think is super important to me too. I notice a very, very, like if I go like days and days or weeks without doing those things, I don't feel good mentally. Like I feel yeah. it creeping up on me over time. So those are my two ones. But I like the bed making one because I usually <laughs> will do that either like at lunch like if I'm working from home 
like I usually don't do it first thing and I'll usually do it like around like noon or I'll do it at 5 p.m. because Mr. Man's on his way home and right. I'm like, crap, I got to make the bed. <laughs> so, but I love coming home to a made bed, but yes. it's like, just do it in the morning. But I just, I don't, I just don't. I don't know why yeah. I should start. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard, but like it really, I think some guy, he was like in the military because in, in the military you have to do it and it's because there's like a whole psychological reason behind it. So even if you have like a twin bed with like one blanket, it doesn't matter, like make the blanket and it really, it does have an impact. But yeah, I think that's a really good place to get started. So this coming year, I mean, if you're someone that you already have 85 goals written down and you're like, I'm going to be, you know, new me, new year, new me. Like I'm dying my hair red next year. Like I'm going to get three promotions. Oh. Like I'm going to make a million dollars. That's great. Like all the power to you do it. But I think that if you're sitting here and you're like, honestly, I don't even know where to get started. I just want to feel better. I want to be happier. Maybe you do start with the little things. Maybe you just make some actionable, like what are some things I can realistically do to get myself back on track that can make myself feel a little bit better, a little happier and just start there. Yeah. And I think that you'll be surprised how big of a di difference it makes on you long-term when you just like do these little things that are doable and it's gonna, you're gonna look back in a few months and you're not even gonna recognize the person that you were at the end of the year. Do you still have that, list you made last year I do, do you, you do it I haven't looked at it in a very long time you think you'll whip it out this week I was like okay again I was like following this like step step by step like step by step TikTok and instruction like this girl that you know like she's like 22 years old and she's like here's how to succeed in life you have to do this you have to do this and I was like okay like I'll try it <laughs> she told me to like type it all up and then print it, but then put it somewhere where like I could find it, but like isn't accessible every day. And then like look back at it, back at it in a year. But <laughs> like looking at it today would be so funny because it's just, it was a little out there. Was it? No, I think it'd be fun activity for you to it's do. It's fun. I mean, honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy with how, I'm happy with the person I am today. And that's, that's all that matters. And a lot of those goals, who knows, maybe they'll happen over the next few years. You never know. There's, there's plenty of life there's left. There's no telling when when things will change. So true. Well, baddies, we love you. Thank you for listening to the last episode of the year. Have a safe New Year's Eve. Yes. Thank you guys for an amazing year. We love you. We guys hope you have a safe and happy New Year's. There will be no new episode next week. We will be in Montreal. I know. So Hitting the slopes and hitting the town. <laughs> um, so yeah, no new episode next week, but we will be back the week after that to kick off 2024. And we will Very see you excited. baddies next time. I'm excited. Okay, I feel like it's going to be such a good year. <laughs> I love that. Follow us on Instagram. Oh, you're taking oh. my job. New year, new us. Um, follow our Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork, no underscore. And join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our IG bio. Become a boss and baddie today. Maybe that is your goal for 2024. You want to make new friends. Yeah. Join our private cool. Facebook group. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.